Hey everyone, it's Father Pat here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from Monday of Holy Week. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth with its crops, who gives breath to its people and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement, and from the dungeon those who live in darkness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. When evildoers come at me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies themselves stumble and fall. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Though an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war be waged upon me, even then will I trust. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave Lazarus uh, they gave a dinner for him there, and Martha served, while Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with him. Mary took a liter of costly perfumed oil made from genuine aromatic nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then Judas, the Iscariot, one of his disciples, and the one who would betray him, said, Why was this oil not sold for three hundred days' wages and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and held the money bag and used to steal his contributions. So Jesus said, leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The large crowd of, of the Jews found out that he was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the chief priests plotted to kill Lazarus too because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus because of him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What I am about to say borders on sacrilegious. In fact, it might cross the border, actually. But it's a strange detail in today's Gospel that I just can't ignore. Jesus' feet were nasty. I don't say that to be irreverent. It's just a fact. Jesus traveled on foot. He walked on dusty, rocky, you know, roads, if you could call, call them that, that were full of animal dung. Dr. Scholl hadn't been born yet, so he didn't have orthopedically designed sandals. His feet were likely calloused, gnarled, and cut up, much like everyone else who lived in those days, with the exception 
of the privileged elite. So Jesus stops by his friend's house on the way to Jerusalem, and Mary has some nice oil to use on Jesus' feet after washing them. It was a nice thing to do for her guest and her good friend. But you could cut the tension in that house with a knife. Let's start with the whole Martha and Mary dynamic. You remember the story in Luke's gospel where the two sisters are at odds over Martha doing all the domestic chores while Mary sits with Jesus and chats it up, right? Well, the more things change, the more things stay the same. As we can see, Martha is still in the kitchen, presumably grumbling under her breath, although frankly, I'd pick the kitchen over dealing with Jesus' nasty feet. Then you have Judas, who was all bent out of shape over how much the oil may have cost and how he could have used the money to feed the poor or line his own pockets. Then you have the crowds, who want to get a good look at Lazarus, formerly dead and now very much alive, and the chief priests, who are actually plotting to kill Lazarus, too, as if Jesus, Jesus' own life isn't enough. This is hardly a relaxed dinner party we're talking about here. But Jesus, oddly enough, keeps the focus on his feet. The feet of Jesus' body, that is to say, the feet of the body of Christ, are in need of attention. They are broken, calloused, and dirty. Judas prefers to ignore it in favor of his own agenda. Martha is distracted by her own to-do list. The chief priests are plotting an attack from the outside. A dinner party is planned for this Sunday in Christian communities throughout the world. Lots of people will be there. Much effort will go into creating an atmosphere of celebration and joy. But the tension will be just under the surface. Interdenominational divisions and scandalous politics within the church itself, financial crimes, continued injustices surrounding the scourge of sexual abuse, blindness to our failures in bringing Jesus to the margins of our society. The dirty feet are still there. It's not time to bring out the Easter lilies just yet. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day.